The show's about to start. Are you ready? to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host jeff trunnipole and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of jackpot joey burrow baby and it is official we got the official banner hanging over the Bengals practice facility so this is pretty cool the uh, facebook page uh to order the shirts everything is coming out very very soon but we're getting closer and closer and closer to you guys actually be able to order these shirts and all the proceeds and everything go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation. So that's really cool. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,128 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, let's keep it rolling. Let's try to get 10,000 and 100,000. I promise you, I get to 10,000. I'll go buy a Bengals jersey. It might be one of your choice. I don't know. We'll see and give it to you. It's only one person. But, you know, let's get to 10000 and then we'll figure out how I give this away. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys. We got a very special uh, guest on today. It's going to be fun talking to him. He's a little crazy at times. Sometimes he's normal, but most of the time he's just Jeremy D. Jeremy, what's up, buddy? Where you been at? Uh, <laughs> bro, a lot of work. A lot he's of work. Back. Family. It's all it's all taken care of now, though. Thank thank the Lord. And uh I'm back. But you know what? doesn't matter that i'm back no no nobody really cares that much i mean no nobody's actually asked about you to be honest i mean they're just like whatever who cares yeah. jeremy Working. he has been on the show in two weeks you know Iceman takes care of the show all by himself doesn't need exactly. a co-host you know no. and he just completely <laughs> just left and I, I hate his guts he's gone I, <laughs> somebody asked me if i fired you i said yeah i fired him from a job we don't get paid to do yeah it's a, yeah a lot of people are you are you all angry are you all mad at each other nope no nope. what happens people sometimes you got to do stuff that you don't want to do and that's that's what happens but right it's now we're gonna do a show that we both love that's right and we're going to talk about something that honestly neither one of us really have any idea about but it's fantasy football and i but i'm getting in my first or probably second fantasy football league uh, with the orange arrow, and I plan on dominating it. And the reason that's going to happen is because I have this guy with me. Hayden Winks from Underdog Sports. What is going on, my friend? Thanks for having me on. I, I love the energy of this show. I'm going to make sure that you guys win your league. We have to be drafting some Bengals to make it happen as well. But we'll get you on the straight and narrow. We are not getting out of here unless you guys get in first or second place this year. That's what I'm talking about, baby. I like it. I like so it. I'm talking about. Exactly. So, all right. So, since we are newbies, 
how would you, for a newbie, how would you say what's the first position you draft? Where, where, where do you start for newbies as far as drafting? I would think, obviously, I would think it'd be a quarterback, but like I said, I'm a newbie. What, what do you got? I would say almost definitely a running back. And I think that your ah. first and second round picks typically could be running backs. Maybe it's a wide receiver. I think in fantasy, the last couple of years, you've seen quarterbacks used to be taken the first and second round. Now they're being drafted later. And I think the reason because of that is there's so many good quarterbacks in the NFL right now that you can kind of wait on those. So typically first and second rounders, those are your running backs. To me, that also includes Joe Mixon on a bounce back season. I'm sure we're going to have to talk about him. But in general, first, second round, those are your running backs. Yeah, crowd applicant would just ask, is Joe Mixon worth a second round pick? Absolutely. I have him actually ranked inside my first round as like the eighth overall player in fantasy. I think there's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, last year when he was healthy, which was only a couple of games, I know, but he was getting a lot of carries, especially those last three games before uh, he got injured. He kind of took over Giovanni Bernard's role on third downs. Mm-hmm. And I think with Gio out of the picture, you're going to see Joe Mixon catch more passes than he ever has before. He's going to probably rush for more yards than he ever has before because the offense is gen- in general better. And then the last part to me is the Bengals offensive line. It's not going to be good, but it's not going to be horrible either. Right. And I think right. that adding right tackle helps. You have more competition at left guard. You obviously add the second round or two. And I think that the offensive line coaching staff change is going to be a big deal. Um, I mean, the assistant coach from last year on the Bengals is now coaching at Texas State. So I think you're having a big difference in the coaching staff. Joe Burrow's back. I think this is the best outlook Joe Mixon has ever had. So I think a lot of people want to rank him as like 15th overall. To me, I think he's going to be a top 10 guy. I'm willing to draft him in the first round this year. There you go. Now, uh, part of the punctuation is mesmerized by your uh, lights changing in the background. You're like, whoa, dude, the lights changing back there. That's so cool. I spent about $25 on these lights, so they might Woo! be flickering out. They're not, they're, they're nothing special. <laughs> it, 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 it looks like it looks like the the underglow we used to have, you know, when I was like 16, everybody get the underglow under their, their cars and big speaker boxes in the back. That's that's what it reminds me of. Go ahead, Jeremy. What do you got, man? I'll let you talk. You haven't been on the show in a little while. I was just going to say, uh, you know, Winks, you probably got those little strips back there hidden. Yep. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the well, LED the- strips, and then I got these, like, uh, big LED little pictures and stuff. I got a lot of stuff going on. It's just kind of to just distract everybody so they don't have to look at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's working well. It's working very hey, so well. Look at my background. What do you think I'm trying to do? Okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, when it comes to, you know, a, a lot of the – People that watch may know a lot more about fantasy, like Jeff was saying. Oh, they don't do. know much about it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I know people that are just enamored in it. I mean, that's they love it. And I, I've just not caught on, I guess, to the rage yet. I'm hoping to eventually uh, find the right team, I guess they call that. But anyway, I had one question that I, I definitely wanted to ask you um, before you got out of here, so I'll just ask it right now um your first round you've got and you're going to take a a bengal wide receiver in your first round you've got tyler boyd who has to me i think one of the top five most underrated players in the league um you've got chase of course now which we haven't seen play at all and t higgins who had a hell of a year and looks like he's going to have another good one by what we're hearing about. How would you go about that in your fantasy league, trying to take some Bengal wide receivers? Well, it's really hard because I think Jamar Chase is just like so much better than AJ Green was last year. I love AJ Green long term, one of the best players in, at the position. But Jamar Chase is going to be such a big difference. So I think that T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase. I do uh, fantasy projections. I go player by player. And I, it was very hard to kind of distinguish between the three. I ended up settling on Jamar Chase being the best of the group and then T. Higgins and then Tyler Boyd. But all three of them are in my top 36 uh, fantasy wide receiver rankings. And the good news for you is you don't have to spend a first round pick to draft one of these guys. Uh, I think Jamar Chase is going in the fourth round, T. Higgins in the fifth round, and then Tyler Boyd in the sixth round. So you can end up going like Joe Mixon, Draft some other guys from some other teams. Definitely not uh, the AFC North teams, I'm sure. 
go grab somebody from like the NFC West and then come back and you can still draft Jamar Chase in like the fourth round. So in, in my projections, I'm projecting Jamar Chase to be the best fantasy receiver of the three, but T Higgins is, is a baller. And like you said, I think that Tyler Boyd is a very underrated like possession receiver. He's just always open. He's going to do all of the dirty work within like five yards of the line of scrimmage, but Jamar Chase is a total baller. So I would take him first. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think Boyd's going to have a breakout year, especially since he's, pretty much going to be exclusively in the slot this year. And you got Chase and Higgins who are going to be your 1-1-A. But uh, we got some more questions here from Crown. He uh, he wants to know, Joe Burrow or Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson, I guess. Which one would you take out? I think you I think you don't think you can go wrong with any of them, but which, which one you got? Are you guys going to kick me off the show if I pick a certain one of these? No, they, yeah. For me, well, I've already got yeah. a feeling. We'll, yeah. we'll do this. We'll, we'll just do this. <laughs> <laughs> well I, I have to make the pitch in yeah, fantasy ahead. football and in, uh, in particular the one thing you've kind of seen over the last couple years is how much running quarterbacks matter in fantasy because right. you get more points for a rushing yard than a passing yard and you get more points for a rushing touchdown than a passing touchdown so lamar jackson he had the second best fantasy season of all time two years ago all-time quarterbacks it was lamar right. jackson so it's kind of uh, hard to pass up him but Aaron Rodgers is good. Joe Burrow, also good. Um, I, I think Lamar Jackson's a special player, especially in fantasy football. It's just that rushing production is just so helpful in this format. I got another question here from Crown. He said, who would you pick with a, the first pick in the draft? It's Christian McCaffrey. He's coming back from his injury. He seems healthy. I've been watching his workout videos. Uh, the guy catches so much passes. He has all of the goal line work, too. He just, like, no one in the league has as much receiving potential and rushing potential as Christian McCaffrey. He's been the best fantasy running back when he's been healthy the last couple years. So for me, it goes Christian McCaffrey one, Dalvin Cook two, and then you can get into like Alvin Kamara's, Derrick Henry's, those type, those type of guys. And then right after that, it's like Joe Mixon. So the funny thing with, with draft, like like NFL teams, they barely ever draft running backs in yep. the first round. Fantasy. You're going to run, running backs so because they can get you the most points. But yeah, that, it's, to- it's totally backwards. And like you would never draft a quarterback like the sixth round. But in fantasy drafts, like Patrick Mahomes, the best fantasy quarterback there is on underdog fantasy, he goes in like the third or fourth rounds of drafts after all these like running backs that like don't really make that big of an impact in real life. But in fantasy, it's just like a totally different dynamic. Uh, it's really not like real life football at all. You can wait on quarterbacks. You draft the running backs early. Everything's flip flopped. That's why it's called fantasy. That's right. <laughs> I got another question here from uh, Eric Griffin. Now I have to preface this. He is a Chargers fan. He asks these silly questions all the time because he knows Joe Burrow is better than Sherbert. But I'll read it anyway. <laughs> With Joe Burrow uh, being healthy going into the upcoming season, who do you like better, Joe Burrow or? Uh, rookie of the year, Justin Herbert. So I used to, I used to work for the chargers a couple years ago, actually um, in their marketing department. I was trying to go to their football operations side, but they wouldn't let me, they kicked me out. So I had to go work for fantasy sports now, Uh, (laughs) but Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, like very, like very high level quarterbacks. um, I think in fantasy purposes, um, both of them have an argument to be like top 12 guys. I have Justin Herbert slightly above, Joe Burrow, there was a quote that Joe Burrow had. I think it was an Albert Breer's report where Joe Burrow's like, I think I'm fine passing the ball, but maybe running the ball early in the year, like him just scrambling. Right. I'm not going to be as confident in that. And I, I can't blame him. He tore well, up his knee. And like, right. he doesn't need to be running. That's why you have Joe Mixon and these other guys. So I think that slight difference makes me pick Justin Herbert. But that's no, that's no slide on Joe Burrow. Like Justin Herbert was outstanding last year. Um, and both of them are in decent situations. They both have some good receivers. So I don't think you can go wrong either way. Um, I still have Joe Burrow. I think is my like quarterback 12 mm-hmm. in fantasy. And I wanted to put him up. If his knee seems healthy into August, I might move him up my rankings. Right. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, his, his knee, and that's what I think all Bengals fans are worried about. We, I really don't want him running around a whole lot at the beginning of right. the year. Just yeah, hand the ball off, stand back there, and throw a bomb. That's, that's what I, I would uh, like now. The one time that I did do uh, fantasy uh, football, uh, this is oh, 12 years ago probably, and my son played travel hockey. I And we're gone almost every weekend. I kept forgetting to set my lineups. Like, and the one, <laughs> the one time I set it, I won, and I beat my friend who actually let me in his fantasy league. 
And for some reason, he banned me after that. I don't know why. I mean, <laughs> so you were saying something in, in, in fantasy uh, underdog uh, sports. You don't have to set your lines, or how does that work? So it's a new format, and it's called best ball. And if you guys are golf fans, there's a format called best ball where you play the best thing. So at underdog fantasy, all you have to do, we have drafts right now. You don't have to draft in August. If you want to do a fantasy draft right now, you can go for paid money. And what happens is, is you do an 18-round draft, and that's it. After the draft's over, there's no managing. You're not having to set your lineups on Sundays. There's no trades. There's no ads. There's no drops. So for someone like you, you got fantasy hockey on the weekends. You forgot to set your lineup on Thursday when it's kickoff. Guess what? The Our team is going to be setting your optimal lineup each week. So it's like the easiest format possible for somebody that has kids, somebody that hasn't been paying attention too much. All you have to do, you spend 45 minutes, do your draft, and then we pick the best lineup for you each week. It literally could not get any simpler than what we have at Underdog Fantasy right now. Where were you at 12 years ago? I could have used, awesome. used you then. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. Awesome. And uh, some more good news. Uh, we're giving away uh, $25. Anytime, if you deposit anything right now on Underdog Fantasy, if you use my promo code, Hayden Winks, we'll give you an additional $25. So you put $5 in, you're getting $25 right away. I don't know how we can afford this, but we can for some reason right now. So if you want to go... Uh, try out the site, try out best ball fantasy. It's like so easy. I, I promise it will not be any easier than it is at, at, at underdog. Yeah. It, so, it sounds, yeah. It actually sounds right up my alley for being a newbie. Now, as soon as you said best ball, that guy's eyes lit up like, Ooh, Ooh, golf. Ooh, I like I, golf. Yeah. I thought we were, I thought, I thought we was heading out to the course. Wink. I, I didn't <laughs> right there. Uh, let me ask you this. When it comes to any newbies that we may have, which there are some out there that watches that are complete newbies, just like we are to this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're old, and that, that's why we're newbies. We, we're just too old to do it. We just have. I done. guess that could be <laughs> the truth in a way too. Um, but how how do you rate your offensive line, your defense? Um, how does that work? If you could explain a little bit of that to us, and where would you add the Bengals into that situation? So the offensive line and we at underdog fantasy, there is no defense. There is no kickers. Like we don't care about those spots. We just care about the players that actually make a difference, but it does matter. Like uh, for example, like the Bengals last year, because the defense was struggling and they couldn't run the ball, you would see Joe Burrow throw the ball like 50 times per game. So it doesn't matter like for fantasy points per, per se, but it does matter if your defense is bad, then that most likely means you're going to be passing the ball more. And then on the flip side, if you have a really good defense, a really good offensive line, some like a team like the Patriots, they're probably going to run the ball a ton. Same thing with like the Ravens. So it, it matters kind of indirectly, not like you're getting fantasy points, but it's something that I monitor. And that's why like I was paying attention to like the offensive line, coaching staff changes, like a Riley Reef contract to me, like that matters to me because that's going to matter for Joe Mixon and how often the Bengals uh, pass the ball. So um, for the Bengals sense, they're probably going to be better on the offensive line. I thought they were one of the worst offensive lines. I think everyone agrees that yeah. oh, they're yeah. not going to be that bad uh, this year. Maybe they're like the 24th best offensive line, but that's still a big difference from like 31st, 32nd to like 23rd, 24th. That's a big difference. And one of Joe Burrow's biggest strengths is he's so headsy. He can get the ball out on time right away. So he just needs a functional offensive line, especially with the weapons. And I think this year, you're going to start seeing the Bengals like feel more comfortable where Joe Burrow's like not running for his life as much just because they have had a little bit of a veteran presence. And then I think that the, uh, the coaching staff change uh, matters a lot too. Yeah, that, that's funny. That, that's kind of what, uh, what I've been saying this whole time that the Bengals don't need a uh, Pene Sewell at every five positions. We just need a right. functional, which a functional offensive line would be a huge upgrade compared to what we've, what we've had. But one thing you said there, I thought was interesting. You guys don't, uh, you don't use defense, so you don't draft defense at all. So you get no points for for defense. So you don't have to set your well. Well, you you ha- you said you have a best ball where you don't set teams like in a regular fantasy draft. Do you guys still or fan- fantasy league? You still set teams and everything, but you just don't have to set the defense. How's that? How's that work? Yeah, so like on the other side, if like you're drafting somewhere else, they have defenses where you pick up a team defense, and then you also have to set your lineup. So it's a, it's right. a little more challenging. There's more work to do uh, when you bring in defenses and kickers and. Like, especially with, like, bye weeks, like, all of a sudden, like, you have to make a, a, a pickup and a drop for your defense. Um, to us, it was just too confusing. It was too much work. And I think that there's a bigger audience 
that Jess wants to draft. Like that's the most fun part of fantasy is like you get with your buddies, you draft and that's when you're the most serious about it. And then like, as time progresses, like you don't care as much. Uh, but for underdog, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And all you have to do is just draft with us. And like, speaking of winning, uh, underdog fantasy, uh, first place winner in our tournament right now wins a million and one dollars. Our biggest tournament right now on on the internet, $3.5 million. So people are getting very serious about fantasy sports right now. Um, and I think this concept of just drafting is a, is a big one. Um, because like I've, I've missed setting my line and I love fantasy. It right. just gets confusing out there. So, uh, we try to dumb it down as possible, as much as possible. I think that's just, probably a good Trust thing. me. I need as much dumbing down as I can get. <laughs> yeah. I, you, you, you got Jeremy's attention. I saw him write something down. Like, Ooh, a million dollars. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there. Hmm. You're talking money now. Jeremy's all right. What's up? I may be going to the bookstore for uh, fantasy <laughs> for dummies and then giving you a call winks before long. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I got another question here from uh, Griff. He said, uh, fantasy rookie sleeper. Who you got? So for running back, I like Trey Sermon. The 49ers drafted him. And anytime you can get linked with Kyle Shanahan, uh, you've got you've got my attention. I thought that Trey Sermon at Ohio State was really good. He started breaking out late in, in the year. And I thought he was a potentially like 215-pound uh, player that can move a little bit. Um, so I think that Trey Sermon deserves to be – I think he's going in like the fifth or sixth round of a lot of drafts. Um, I think that he's well worth that price. I think that uh, anytime you, if you're a running back, you can attach your name to Kyle Shanahan. I'm interested. Well, you, you, again, you, you're winning all kinds of points with Jeremy. As soon as you said Trey Sermon, Ohio State, he goes, ooh, ooh, he's like a little, little you know, the, you, squir- the, 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 the squirrel, the, 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 from up. Squirrel, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just real quick, not to change, get away from fantasy at all, but when he left Ohio State, it blew my mind. I mean, after the three games that he had had, you know, we, we didn't mm-hmm. master Teague, never really, he got hurt, never really kind of lived up. And now we got new guys coming in, but um, he, he, he was, compl- he was awesome. Yeah. But it was only three, four games. So uh, I love that sleeper, love that sleeper pick because you may have nailed it right there that you might have 500,000. So we'll split it if you're right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to me, I'm with you because, there was a lot, like even at Oklahoma, there was some stretches where he looked really good and then he kind of faded away. And I think there was like his knee injury kind of happened. And then there was a lot of competition in that backfield. And then once he started learning the playbook at Ohio State, I mean, he was awesome. And he carried like a Justin Fields led offense. Justin Fields, I love Justin Fields too. Uh, but oh my god, you Jeremy's just gonna honestly leave the show. You Jeremy's gonna honestly love here. Gosh, <laughs> the Bears are coming, boy. The Bears, uh, the Bears could make a move, yeah. But but back with Trey Sermon, like outside zone, he's explosive enough. I thought he was super physical, so um, I just love the fit with, with Trey Sermon. So, I have a question you talk about the uh offensive line for the Bengals. I know we keep talking about offensive line, but we talk a lot about that here, uh, yep. this offseason. And you talk about how uh, Sonny Riley Reef made made a a change and how they drafted us up. Does Frank Pollock, uh, the them signing him, does that or hiring him, does that make it also a difference in the way you would rank uh, the offensive line as far as the running game and everything goes for fantasy sports? Definitely, Joe Mixon's on my radar. Back in uh, twenty eighteen, uh, Joe Mixon had. Uh-oh. You also saw. Uh, there's a stat called yards before contact and basically just measures like how much your offensive line is creating. And in 2018, Joe Mixon was awesome because he had so much room to work with that offensive line was actually holding up in the run game. The last two seasons under Jim Turner, uh, Joe Mixon ranked near the bottom of the league in yards before contact. The offensive line was giving him no room to operate. And that's why you saw his like yards per carry drop. And I think that's why a lot of people were frustrated with Joe Mixon in fantasy because he just had nowhere to go. So I think that like an outside zone scheme that you're going to see more explosive plays from the run game. I'm also guessing that Joe Burrow is going to be under center a little bit more. Um, I think part of that is with the offensive line uh, upgrade. I also think that um, with his knee injury, just saving him some reps where he doesn't have to be moving around in shotgun. I think you're going to see some of these things. So uh, for me, it actually increased Joe Mixon's outlook uh, that's why I think I'm higher on him than most. I think that the offensive line coaching change uh, actually swung things in his favor. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I don't know how many times you know I said this on this show. I said, how nice is it going to be for Joe Mixon to actually make his first cut 
beyond yep. the line of scrimmage <laughs> and not before it, you know, that, that, that'd be a nice change for him. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to see that a lot. And then the other thing for fantasy is he's going to catch the ball more often, especially Joe Burrow is very willing to throw the ball underneath. He's very smart. He doesn't like taking on too many risks. And I think that there will be opportunities in the screen game for him uh, just as a check down guy. And I think that uh, when I watch Joe Mixon, there's nothing about him that's telling me that he can't catch the ball. I saw that Giovanni Bernard was like actually good. That's his specialty. And I thought that the coaching change or the uh, what the offensive coordinator and, and Zach Taylor were saying this offseason about how they don't want Joe Mixon leaving the field. And I believe it. Right. I think that they committed to him with the, all of that money. And I think they're going to get the most out of him this year. So um, I know that Joe Mixon out there has kind of burned people in fantasy in previous seasons. Um, but I think that this Bengals offense is in a place that Joe Mixon's never been around. This is like an actually functional offense. And some of those other seasons, it was it was not that. Very cool. Jeremy, you got anything? It, yeah, just real quick. I, I'd like to say, you know what? You guys need to go check this out because if you don't have to deal with defense, you don't have to deal with all the – and they're making your lineups for you and you got professionals that are doing it. it yeah. We got, I'm, I'm down we with got that. This, this is my kind of fantasy. I like this. <laughs> exactly. We got If we had to do defense, we've got Lou – who we call in the show Armadillo until he figures out how to, you know, find a defense whatsoever. But you guys don't have to worry about him with this. You guys can jump right on here, pick your players, and these guys take care of everything. If I'm new to fantasy, just like I am, I will be checking this out personally myself because I don't you have a lot of time. Bucks. Don't, don't, don't lie. You want to win a million dollars. We, we, well, I saw the gleam in your eye. I saw you. Like, a million dollars. What's a million going to do for me? Come on. Down there in Alabama. You guys, I love the way that, that you made it that way, though, because it makes it so simple. And then there's people like us. That we got Everybody's got everyday lives. And what you've just done was taking the whole fantasy world and pretty much simplified it is that i mean that's it and right. it's not just it's not just football we have baseball we have basketball we have hockey eventually we'll get into some of these other sports maybe even golf down the line but yeah the whole the whole thing is like keep it things as simple as possible because everyone that plays fantasy sports loves it um sometimes it can get kind of complicated and i think that we want to bring in that audience that loves watching the Bengals, loves sundays um, but they don't have that much time. All you need literally is just 45 minutes. That's as long as the draft takes, and that's it. That's awesome. Now, I, now again, this is probably a dumb question, but um, you're saying you could do the draft now, like right here now in June, and but that would be for beginning of the season. It wouldn't you would you don't have fantasy football going on right now, right? You draft now, and then you just do it at the beginning of the season, right? Yep, right now, if you went over to the, the website or the app, you can hop right into the draft lobby. You draft against uh, 11 other people for a 12-person draft. It's four, or it's 18 rounds. Um, you're drafting right now. You don't have to set your lineup. You don't have to track your team. We have that all on the back end uh, set up for you. So you can draft right now. You can do a team next month. You can do a team in August. And then in the middle of the season, we have contests in October that if you wanted to do it basically, uh, fantasy sports has turned into a year-long event. Uh, a lot of people traditionally, they show up on Labor Day weekend, they drink a couple beers, and then they're all of a sudden they're drafting their team. Uh, you can do that too. Or if you want to take it a little more serious, you can go join a league right now in June. That's awesome. Now, what what is – I know you, you mentioned on here the um, the code – for for the discount, does that count for for every fantasy thing, or is it just certain certain ones? Right now, if you use promo code Hayden Wings, deposit anything five dollars, ten dollars, twenty five dollars, we'll give you an additional twenty five dollars to try out the site. That'll get you into Best Ball Mania Two, which is that that fantasy tournament that has three point five million dollars in prizes. There's also three dollar leagues. Um, something that I keep telling people is like, let's say you have a draft with your high school friends in September, do a $3 league on underdog. You get 45 minutes of practicing, see where players are going, how you like drafting your team, and then go draft against your high school friends who are probably drunk on the couch and they don't know what they're doing. That's probably gonna, how you're going to win. So that's pretty cool. Money. Pra- yeah, that's pretty cool. You can actually practice. That's kind of cool. Now, hey, I got a question. Go for it. What happens if you're that drunk guy on the couch? <laughs> 
That would be. You're donating the money to the person that wins a million dollars. So, uh, if you want to show, maybe you draft better drunk. I have no idea. Uh, I've seen it both ways. I've seen some of my friends draft terribly drunk. I've seen some guys win the league drunk. Uh, typically, I like to to draft sober. Uh, but if that's your thing, you want to have a couple beers. Maybe you see the vision more. Then go for it. You got now, it, buddy. Th- this is something I know Jeremy would be totally interested in. You said you had different different sports. Do you, do you guys do fantasy golf? Do you have for the tournaments or anything like that? We're we're working on it. I think that's something that like uh, we started underdog fantasy last year. So there's like some legislation, some new things. We're constantly creating new contests. Um, like for example, we have like a literally just a rookies and sophomore tournament where you're only drafting rookies and sophomores in the NFL right now. Um, we're adding to new uh, tournaments as well. So I think eventually we'll have golf. Eventually we'll have some other sports. For right now, it's just the main uh, American sports, but Probably within the next couple of years, you'll see us in everything. That's awesome. I, I mean, I, th- I think it sounds like a lot of fun. It's, I mean, honestly, that, that was the biggest thing that, that was a turnoff for me. Like you just said, it was fun drafting. Like, getting, you know, we went to my buddy's house. We drafted everything. But then trying to set my team every week and then trying to, okay, who traded this guy? Oh, this guy's on the waiver wire. And I'm like, dude, I don't have time for all this crap. I would, I would like to. But I just, you know, I don't have time for that. Even this, even now, my my kids are older. I probably still don't have time to, to do as much as I'd like to. But I think this is it, it's almost like fantasy for dummies. <laughs> you yeah, know, makes it, yeah, it makes it r- really easy. And, and it's just, I, I like it a lot. I think you, you sold me on it. Um, see, a crown here has another question. So, who would be the biggest bust in fantasy this year? Wow, that's a tough question. Um, it would have to be one of the running backs. Um, I don't know. Like, there's a couple players who I don't think will be like terrible picks, but maybe might not pay off. Maybe someone like DeAndre Swift. I, I know a lot of people really like DeAndre Swift, and I like DeAndre Swift, the player too. But the but the Lions might be really bad, and a lot of their coaching uh, the comments they love Jamal Williams for whatever reason. So there might be a situation where DeAndre Swift doesn't have the backfield to himself, and if you don't have the backfield to yourself, and you play for the Lions things can get kind of weird. Um, but that's like the problem is like, I think that DeAndre Swift's actually really good. So like, I don't want to talk too much crap on DeAndre Swift, but if I had to pick somebody, right. he's getting drafted pretty high. And I think there's a scenario where he doesn't get the ball 20, 25 times per game and volume means everything in fantasy sports. And if he's splitting time in a bad offense, that's something that you kind of want to avoid. Yeah, exactly. You, you, I would think you'd want a running back who is the running back. Like I like, yep. right. For instance, like you said, J- Joe Mixon is going to be the guy this year. I don't think he's, I mean, Chris Evans, I think he might get some. Uh, there, some P Ryan, uh, yeah, P Ryan, some. But Mixon's the man this year. Yep, yep. I I, I did like uh, Chris Evans was somebody I watched. He only caught or uh, was on the field for so much, but that guy is really explosive. So that's somebody that that's uh, like in the back of my mind for preseason. I'm I'm excited to watch him in preseason because that dude made so many people miss, and he's so like he's bulky, but he's fast. So he was a uh, I thought he was like a worthwhile pick for for the Bengals. I thought that he was pretty interesting. I I myself personally couldn't stand Chris Evans. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, he's just in Ohio like State. State. You're biased. <laughs> You're so biased. <laughs> but now, value love him. I hope that guy just. I mean, I hope he's the backup for Joe Mixon for the next seven years, man. I don't get. You know, I so. <laughs> he's an Ohio State homer. We should have known. Yeah, I know. It's like yeah, Ohio State. This Ohio State. I'm a Bearcat fan, so you know, we 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 don't have the tradition that Ohio State does. But but we 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 are starting. You to got Travis around. Kelsey. You got Travis Kelsey. You got Travis Kelsey. I, shoot, actually, uh, uh always have Reader. Reader might be uh one of the uh, uh probably second uh, quarterbacks picked in this next year's draft if he if it all goes good. We'll see. It's a long ways off, but you never know. You see, football is is uh is coming up there and. Maybe one day we'll actually beat Ohio State's ass and I'll be able to rub it in his face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hayden. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Anything else you want to plug? Anything else you got You got coming up here you want to give everybody a heads up about? Uh, I have a podcast with Josh Norris. We talk fantasy four days a week. Um, but if you follow me on Hayden Winks, you won't miss a single thing. Uh, but yeah, if you want to come back, I'll come back on in August. Maybe we have a different update. We can talk about fantasy uh, as we get closer to the season. I really enjoyed this. Thanks, guys. Hey, thank you. That sounds hey, great. I'll, I'll thank definitely you, get you before the season starts. All right, brother. Thanks, Hayden. Peace. See you guys. All right, that was cool. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, fantasy football. Again, uh, me and this guy don't know crap about fantasy football. No. So, I mean, 
Uh, but uh, but uh, but what he's talking about for hey. you just drafting and you basically just sit there and watch and you know hopefully win money. I think that's pretty cool. You had experts picking your own players that you chose and putting them in certain spots where they think they should be. I mean that's that's as easy as it gets. And yeah, I I, I know yeah Chad Johnson fought. Yeah, he went four rounds. Yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> yeah. Tyus brought that up like at the beginning of the show, but yeah. Actually, Chad didn't didn't look too bad. I mean, I mean, if I didn't watch it. I mean, from what I, I was say, from what I saw of the highlights, he didn't look too bad. I mean, he held his, and uh, you know, yeah, that's all he, you can do. He's going against a professional boxer. So. I, I think he, I think he only really got clipped one good time, and that was about the only time that he kind of stumbled, went down, slipped, whatever. But it was, it was to me a publicity stunt. But they they put some energy into it it wasn't just danny bonaducci versus greg from the grady bunch the brady bunch out right. there right you know well, what i mean well uh, i would i would have been more more interested in the chad fight than the mayweather fight mayweather fight was against i don't know some other youtube guy which i mean i guess i'm a youtube guy i got this show on youtube but i, I don't even know doug something doug I, yeah i don't even know the guy's name i was just like okay i mean i i mean to be honest i i can't believe, well I didn't pay money for it. <laughs> no, but I know people did, and they made a lot of money doing it. But like I said, Chad, I thought held his own. He looked pretty good. But yeah. um, I know you've been out of the loop a little bit, Jeremy, with uh, the Reds. But the Reds are coming off a four-game series sweep off from the St. Louis, the Tweety Birds. Got to get it right, Tweety Birds, mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. first time since 1990. Joey Votto is back tonight, and I wish I could play the video of his. Uh, press conference he had today and actually pardon the punctuation let me see here they that's what they were comment there you go there, there you go they were kind of this is what their comment was <laughs> what up you bleep talking mother bleepers and that's, <laughs> that's exactly what joey vada was talking about and he's how great it was for to watch the red sweep the tweety bird because they were some bleep talking mother bleepers that's know? what they are and they, they went down there and kicked their ass and i just dude Hearing him talk like that first first day back gets me fired up. I, I I'm like I, I made a little TikTok and I said Joey Votto has come back to, to destroy the NL Central. We'll see what happens, but I like I like a, a little trash talk on myself. Well, but you know, and then say uh, I get it. It was somebody else that you know saved by the wink, man. Um, three home runs. I mean, just oh, dude, was, it's gonna have people excited again. Man. And that's the second time he's done that this year. Yeah. Second time he had three home runs, you know. And I think that's I think he's the f- first or second red, maybe second red. I think no, take it. I think there's three reds that have done this total in history. I can't remember who they were, um, but it, it, it's it's fun to watch him and Nick Cassianos play. But the thing is, dude, and I've said this on my show a lot here. Um, now is the time that this front office needs to take the purse strings off of the purse and spend some freaking money and go get some relief pitchers because that is what is missing from this team. We got two guys in the bullpen that you can rely on. You got TJ Anton and you got Lucas Sims. That's really it, you know, and you can't pitch them every single day. And Bob Cancellini decided not to spend any money. Our fan base, like tonight, is the first time that we can have full capacity back at Great America Ballpark because last Wednesday uh, it got rained out. So you want oh, a wow. full you want a full stadium? Okay, cool. Then you should spend some money and get us some bullpen up. This team deserves bullpen help. Jesse Winker, Nick Castellanos, hell, even David Bell, and I've banged on him for two years on my show, but I'll even give it to him. I think he's actually man doing a really good job managing. And th- there's a lot of people tweeting out saying, oh, well, David Bell, you know, screwed up and he pulled Wade Miley out of the, uh, the fifth inning. Okay, people, he had 95 pitches. Yeah. He is basically a five-inning pitcher. He, 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 David Bell had to go to the bullpen. I mean, I, I was had to. Maybe he could have went back maybe one more inning, but Wade Miley struggled last two, two innings. He was done, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You got to go to that. You got to go to that bullpen, and hopefully rely on somebody other than two guys. And if we only can rely on two guys the rest of the year, 
it, it, it's it's it'll be damn near impossible <laughs> to 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 go anywhere. They gave up a seven run lead in one inning. So after all, like the Reds, Bob Cassini, you said championship baseball. You gotta you gotta do it now. The baseball gods have said, hey, this year you guys can win. Go do it. Exactly. It it without Trevor Bauer. I mean, with, with without you know these players that, and I think we could all agree. In the beginning of the year, we were all kind of like, uh, "This could not turn out very well." But now, it looks like David Bell. You know, other than a couple little things like you like you'd mentioned, is is like the professor in a zombie movie. You know, who saves the world with his, you know. <laughs> whatever it is, sending out rockets and nuking all the zombies and we all get to go live. And so I don't know what, what to, we can lose by, we can lose by 10 or we can win by 14. Right. I mean, what was it? The week, I think put, I put you this, that's how, how winnable this division is last week going into St. Louis. I think we're seven games out. We're four games out right now. And this is coming off a, a week where we beat, I think we beat the Phillies 11 to four. And then we lost to, I think it was a Pirates 17 to three or something. Like that was in like the same week. Yeah. That's how up and down this team has been this year. But they've won more games. I want to say more games they lost because they're only one game below 500. But they won more of the closer games this year. I mean, their, their, their record in, in, in extra innings is unbelievable. So that's where I'm like, Bob Kessley, they want us to come back to the ballpark. They want us to spend money. They want, like, right now, like, right now, coming out four game series sweep, right now is the time to grab the fan base and say, all right, we're going to push the chips all into the table. We're in. We're going to go. I'm going to tell Nick Crawl, the GM, go get us two relievers, you know? And if you got to pay money, sorry, dude. You should have done the offseason. Yep. You know, might have been able to get some free agent sent. I mean, we had we let both our closers go. We we had yep. Iglesias and Archie Bradley. We let them we let them both go. That's where it's like now's the time to do it. You you can't always pick when it's your time to win in baseball. It just sometimes happens. Go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah, you're exactly right. Like you said, if you're wanting to fill up the stadium, I mean, there's no other way to do it. We we need to go after this. We need to like you said, two guys pretty much that should take care of the problem. There don't matter the money being spent. They're making no, money. No. If, yeah, they, that, if they weren't making well, money, there wouldn't be a team. They're, the, they're, <laughs> the, the other thing you got to worry about too, and, and I love Nick Castellanos, but he has a a thing, a clause in his contract where he can opt out after this year. Now he's got Scott Boris, who's his his agent, and Scott Boris always has his guys try to get as much as much money as they can. And the year that Nick is having, there's a good chance that we might not be able to afford him, but Nick Castellanos is always said it's more about winning for him. And to me, you want to keep Nick. I want to keep Nick. And I think a very good way to do that is to show him that they have his back. They're supporting him. They're trying to get players with him to help him. Because if you don't, Nick probably leave because he wants to win despite the money or whatever. I mean, trust me, he's going to get a lot of money this year because oh, yeah. he's having a hell of a year. Yep. But for the Reds to have a shot to keep him, if he thinks he can win here, I think maybe that might make a adjustment to giving a slight edge to the Reds if the ownership in there is all in. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, it's just, it's got, like you said, they've got to be all in on it. They've like, I think the best thing actually that you said was in baseball, you don't always get to choose when you're going to be good or you're going to be bad. It isn't like the NFL where you can just sign a ton of free agents with, you know, with whatever cap space you may have and go over it. And, you know, like the, the Cowboys used to do all the time, the Yankees done it for years. Um, sometimes when you're in a spot like we're in right now, a couple relievers must have, do, doesn't matter. And if you want to keep people coming to watch the game, because we all know how the Reds can be after the All-Star break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jeffrey Turner said we're, when we're talking about the Chad Johnson fight, it was Logan Paul. Logan that was the dude. Paul. Not, not yeah. that Chad fought the the main event yeah. one. That money, yeah. money Mayweather. That, that was yeah. yeah. That was his name. So yeah. I'm like, I, like I said, I don't he, really know who he, he is. He's got a podcast and he likes to answer people's questions. He's a nice guy. Who, me or Logan Paul? Logan Paul. That's oh. all I know. Oh, okay. I saw him on WWE one time. Ah, I got yeah. That. That's well, the actually, reason I know him. Did, didn't he get his ass kicked there too? Um, no, I think they didn't. He, he didn't get into uh, nothing. He he came out for an interview and then they fought and then he kind of ran out of the ring. So that, that, <laughs> that that's all. Either way, I mean, that, that I think that dude is famous <laughs> for just being famous. I He's. Mean, be- I don't. I don't get it. I don't know. Justin Bieber, man. <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> God, that's another one, dude. I'm like, all right. I know. And yeah. the thing is, I, I, I mean, we're on YouTube. We're doing a YouTube show right now, and I'm not really making fun of them, but I just don't get it how why some people <laughs> watch watch the guys they, they watch. Hundreds of millions. Uh, this Logan Paul's got over 100 million. Well, that's what we need to get to. That's what uh, I'm saying. I mean, yeah. that's presidential, man. Never <laughs> <laughs> Turner says uh, he was a professional boxer for one fight and tied and retired. <laughs> so I, I guess they didn't. I guess there was. Yeah, they, they, yeah. That's that's the same thing. I've, I heard about the fight. They declared no winner. Yeah. Like, how can you? How can you have a fight and there's no? I hate. See, look, I hate that. I want outcomes. <laughs> I'll give yeah. a crap if it's fake or not. I want an outcome. Yep, that's the way I am, and you know it—it's all pu- for publicity. The guys got over, and that's why the WWE brought him in for a night or two, whatever it was. He's got a hundred million viewers. Bring him into the WWE. They probably paid him a million, two million for showing up for the five minutes. Ever watching the show? If you want to see that guy get his ass kicked on WWE, give me a hundred million voters or subscribers, <laughs> and I'll make sure he go get his ass kicked. I'll go. I'll go. I like that. I like to take it. I would go. Got that many. <laughs> I like. Go ahead. Like, let's go. Uh, all right, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, who's a, a Bengals fan, but also he's a St. Louis Cardinals fan, looks like uh, Mazzalelic, the Cardinals GM, to make a push for Castellanos if, if he does hit free agency. I mean, I think if Castellanos hits free agency, there should be a lot of teams going after him. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, and the funny thing is, like, when the Reds were signing him, and I love the Castellanos now, when they were signing him two years ago, I'm like, man, really? Like, I, I thought he's okay. I mean, he thought he had a good year with the Cubs, but. Dude, I, I we hit the ball out of the ballpark signing signing this guy. So, and that's where I'm like, that's another thing that comes to, to mind. It's like we had six years of rebuild. I don't want to rebuild. We got two guys and Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos. Those two guys, you build a team around them. I mean, you got him and Night Quinn and 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 Shogo. I mean, these our outfield is set for a while, I think, as long as you keep them. And, and it's it, our offense is there. Our starting pitching seems to be coming around, and we got Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo in the in the minor leagues. So we, if they, if they just spend their money, I'm not even saying spend their money a ton, spend it smart. And that's one thing I kind of said when they were spending this money because they, they, you know, they teams who that that are always in the 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 playoffs or, or the hunt are the ones that spend their money wisely, you know. They, they have good farm systems. They bring guys up, and the guys that they, they don't have the farm system, they go get. And I hate the, the Tweety Birds, but I respect the hell out of them because of the way they run their franchise. And that's why they're always so good because they have guys that are minors. The, the ones they don't, they go out and get. Like they got, they got uh, Arenado, they got Goldschmidt. I mean, those are guys that, they, that they've got. And they built their team around those two, and along with Yanni Merlino, another one I can't stand, but respect the hell out of him. Um, that's where I think the Reds are at, where you got uh, Nick Cassianos and you got Jesse Winker. These are guys that you build your team around, and we've got a good team, and it's so frustrating. Just go get some bullpen help. I, yeah. I, I would love to ask Bob Cassidy why he decided not to spend any money. I mean, I understand not spending as much money as you did the year before that. I got no problem with that. I, I, you spent a ton, which is great. So why not follow up the next year to at least try to help your team out? Because your team is a good team. It's just got holes in it. And one of the biggest holes is the bullpen. Now, if uh, 
Armin Garrett, if he would actually pitch like Armin Garrett <laughs> normally does, this would help and it wouldn't be as big a situation, but he's not. True. True. Exactly. You're dead on there. I mean, that he's not. Period. And the fact of the matter is, is like you said, we've got a chance this year to get to the playoffs again, go further into the playoffs. Maybe you never know. World Series. We all go twenty-two innings without scoring a freaking run. I don't think this team's going to do that this year. No, I don't know. This team ain't going to do it this year. Now the pitching staff might give up. <laughs> right, uh, yeah, that, that that that's kills me. Like last year, we got the pitching, and yeah. last year we could get the hitting. Now this year we got the hitting, and we don't we don't have the pitch. But the pitching, it's starting to come around. I can feel it. That's true. I I, I think I think they will too. But I I'm still with you though. I, I I still think they're at least one reliever, two relievers away, man. I mean, yeah. And, when, and, when you're this close to 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 right, I mean, and this is a winnable division. Nobody's yeah, running that, away with it. That's that's the thing. That's what kills me. It's like. Do you realize how, how wonderful this division is? And once you get in the playoffs, who the hell knows what's going to happen? You know? I mean, you, you got to get in. Just just get in and see what happens. Jeff wants to know, which relievers would you like the Reds to pick up, anyone in particular? No, I don't really have anyone in particular, to be honest. I would like a, a lefty and a righty. <laughs> you know, just comparable. I, I just, I'm just tired of the Reds picking up this leftover guy, this leftover guy, this leftover guy, and let expecting DJ to turn him into something. Sometimes you can't make chicken soup out of chicken. You know, it doesn't work, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you, you, sometimes you actually have to go get somebody who has some talent. So I think it's, we're on the verge of teams uh, deciding if they're all in or all out. The problem is I, it's going to be hard. Well, we got guys coming back. Hopefully the Reds can hold on until those teams decide they're all out and are shopping their relievers. Now the thing is, I don't want the Reds to to be reactive. I want them to be proactive. I want I want them to fire the first shot, saying, "All right, we traded this guy and this guy, and we got these two relievers, and we're coming for you." I would rather the Reds get out there and set the market. Now this trade did not work at all for the Reds, but I liked what Wayne Crispy Crispy did which was, I think, in 05. I mean, it was a long time ago. But he went and he traded Austin Kearns to somebody else and got Dan Dan Bray, Bill Bray, and Mikowski um, or whatever. Neither one of those relief pitchers worked out. The trade didn't work out at all for either team. But I like the idea. I liked what he did, you know, and that's what I want them to do. And, and they were they – were, Good relievers, and when they're in Washington, when they came here, they both sucked. I don't still never understood why, but that's what I think the Reds. That's what I want them to do: be aggressive. Go and to me, getting two relief pitchers is not uber aggressive. It's two relief pitchers. You got to be able to find two of them that you can get, you know, to 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 help this bullpen. <laughs> Clint's very happy you're back, Jeremy. Hey, yeah, thanks, my- brother. And my best Rocky voice finally, Jeremy, finally has come back to Strawberry Ice. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, not to change the subject, but I I did want to throw this out here for any golf fans that still might be watching the show. We're getting close here, so I just wanted to bring it up. Bring that up. Yeah, that's good. I don't know if how many golf fans we have, but. It's been all over the news. You've probably seen it. John Rahm was leading the Memorial Tournament, which is in Columbus, um, which should be a major in in my point of view. Um, But they have a major next week right after it. I'll never understand that. (laughs) On a Nicholas course, it's beautiful. But anyway, Uh, John Rahm. It's it's in in the great city of Ohio, baby. That's right. Up there in your neck of the woods. Well, That's not right. now. You're an Alabama boy. You're originally but from. Not far yeah. from where I lived, grew up, schooled, yeah. everything. Um, he was negative for his COVID test Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They started Thursday. He played all day Thursday, all day Friday, all day Saturday. He was up by six strokes. Any golfer that's watching this knows if you're up by six strokes, it's over. (laughs) 
Yeah, you, pretty much. Pretty much. You, you got to score, yeah. screw up really bad to uh, to mess that up. Yeah, it's pretty much. You know, you ain't got to go home, but you can't stay here. Right. And they came up to him. He had a positive uh, test. They did another test on him. It came back positive, and the man standing right on the course, getting ready to literally go win this thing. Had to be taken, you know, with people with masks and oh Lord, and taken away. And he can't see his family for two weeks. He's in quarantine for two weeks. They're following her. So anyway, I just want to throw some some love, prayers. A lot of people don't like John Rahm in the PGA world. He does have an attitude, breaking clubs. He's done that kind of stuff. So you're saying but, he's like happy yorn. Yeah. <laughs> Go to your home. That, that kind of. He can be a little happy Gilmoreish, yes. Um, but and, and I don't even like it to be honest with you sometimes. But still want to send him my love and prayers and let you guys know. Um, it, it's got to suck to be away from your family for two weeks though, and miss out on whatever it was six million dollars that was just about to be put in his pocket. Well, did you say he's also missing the the next tournament too? Next week is the PGA Championship, and he that's will be missing one. that as well. And yeah. that's big, big money too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that sucks. I mean, that's just, I guess, just just the breaks, uh, the uh, time that we're living in. But that does suck. It but is about six twenty six. I think let's roll on out of here. Let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream, and they are as follows: Hootay Nation, Cincinnati Bengals, the Jungle. Bengals Nation, Bengals Who Day Nation, Cincinnati Reds, Rounding Third, Heading for Home, the Ohio State Bucknuts for Bucknut crazy dudes like that guy right there. You got the Ice Bar, which is a show page where we do silly TikToks. Uh, we can have arguments. It's a virtual bar. You build up to a bar and we talk smack each other. Uh, you follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, uh, or excuse me, Twitter. The Twitter handle is Jeff A. Trenopole. That's T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L. I'm on TikTok. Jeez, can I talk? I'm on TikTok. Uh, it's under Sports of Strawberry Ice. The handle is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling the sound off later on tonight and putting it on the podcast so you guys can't watch it for an hour. You can listen to us. Um, YouTubers, we're at 1,128 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Let's get up to 100,000 just like so we're like Logan Paul and we're getting our ass kicked in the WWE. Now, one thing, right. I, I haven't got a chance to tell Jeremy this. Um, tomorrow, uh, I got a, a recorded – I will record an interview with Jay Morrison from The Athletic. So, I will put that out earlier in the day, and then I'll have clips of it here. And also, I'm going to have a uh, – I wish I could remember their name right now. A person from the Bengals uh, ticket office on here tomorrow as well, talking about the open house that's coming up this Saturday – and just some information about that and how the season ticket sales are going. So if you guys have any questions about getting season tickets, going to the open house, anything like that, uh, he will join me tomorrow or us. Well, you, are you going to be on tomorrow? Uh, should be. Should be. Yep. All right. Good. So join us tomorrow. Um, and he'll be on about six o'clock. So check that out for tomorrow. And Jeremy, other than that, will you let us roll on out of here? I sure will. And I just want to say thank you for all the stuff on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They miss There's you. No deal. There's no deal. I don't hate Jeff's. Well, I do, but. Dude, I can't stand that guy. He's like my brother, you know. I mean. He's like I, my brother. It's We're like. brothers, man. If oh, I come man. from Alabama and go to Ohio, I'm going to have to see him. You know, even like sometimes, you know, doing the show with this guy is like, you know, playing cards with my brother's kids. Um, I just, no, I'm really, I, you know what? I'm glad to be back, man. It's good to be back. Uh, things have calmed down. Should be starting to be very good to go. And other than that, other than that, all together now, as always, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland. Y'all live in Cincinnati. Who day, baby? Keep watching the show. Invite your friends. Who day? Let's go, Reds. Let's sweep.
the Brewers. No, I don't have a nickname for the Brewers yet. I got to think of one. Let's let's sweep them. Maybe I'll call them the Boozers. Who knows? Sweep the Boozers. You like that? God, All right, we're going to sweep the Boozers. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya! Oh, 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 oh.